welcome back to the Comeuppance Reviews podcast. This is Brett from Comeuppance Reviews. Hey, this is Ty, and we're at episode 30. Wow. That's my Owen Wilson question. <laughs> oh, wow. I see all Owen Wilson's here today. Um, <laughs> wow. And, <laughs> hi, Owen. And uh, we also have a regular, longstanding, longtime guest and friend, I would yes. say. Not just a guest, but uh, Matt, the director video connoisseur. How are you, Matt? Oh, good. Thank you guys for having me on. I know we feel like we were just here because uh, you guys <laughs> were on my podcast. And so, yeah, like you said, I think we're like you said, we're, we're at this point, we're friends. And uh, it's it, but it's always fun. I think it's always fun to be doing yeah. this. It's a lot of fun. Thanks yes. for coming back on the show. And it was like a pod swap, as they say in yeah. the business. <laughs> so it's like, yes. well, that's it's just between us. It's a continual pod swap. Yeah. You know? it's just, it's, yeah. Um, a lot of times, like Ty and I will be talking about somebody, you know, like, like, you know, whoever it is, you know, like, like Wings last week or something like that. And it's almost like, should we do that on your podcast or mine? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but this is the momentous 30th podcast, and you know we have plenty of guests. We got Direct Media Connoisseur, we got Owen Wilson, we have President Trump. Oh, okay. Oh, let me get him. Hold on, hold on. He's in the bathroom. Just uh, <laughs> <laughs> believe me, I'm here on the 30th podcast. Okay, I'm like Dan the Dragon Wilson, Dan the Dragon Trump. Okay. And 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 as if that isn't enough, we have the great Liam Neeson has come to join us as well. <laughs> Okay, let me. He's in the bathroom too. Hold on. No, no he's in the bathroom. Okay. <laughs> he he might be there for a second. I can uh, I I think Dolph might be oh, around. Well, while he's getting his makeup ready and everything, we also have Dolph Lundgren. Um, I have a new face cream to promote on the Come Up and Youth podcast. I'm Dolph, now is not the time. Dolph, no, not now, Dolph. No face cream. Um, okay. Uh, no, okay. And um, <laughs> so maybe Liam will show up in a yeah, moment. He'll show but, up Today, we are going to be talking about a direct-to-video staple, a guy we know and love, and I'm sure you do too, Don the Dragon Wilson. Yes, gotta love him. And uh, we are going to be talking about that, but it's funny because kind of almost continuing on from the Wings podcast, you know, we were talking about people with the same name as someone else. You know, we've talked about people that shorten their names, that change their names. Now we're, we're talking about people who have the same name. Like, if you remember those commercials for Hover Round, and the guy comes on and says, hi, I'm Tom Cruise. And then there's a pause, and he says, not that Tom Cruise. And because uh, uh, his starts with a K, as is clearly shown on the bottom of the screen as he promotes the Hover Round. I believe Hover. that was his product. Do you guys remember that? Yes, yeah. He, he was definitely not Tom Cruise. <laughs> no, he wasn't. Or maybe, yeah. <laughs> or maybe he was first. Right, he was the yeah. first cruise. Well, because I think he was older. I think he's older. Um, oh, okay. That's he true. looks like it. So yeah, so you're right. He he had it first, and and Tom Cruise's name isn't really Tom Cruise, whereas this guy's name really is Tom Cruise. <laughs> that's true, and and I I do feel like the hover around Tom Cruise got the short end of the stick there, because now he always has to say that, even though just a cursory look at him would probably tell the viewers that it's not tom cruise i mean this isn't a radio ad it's a tv ad so we can kind of see that it's not but you know i think he's just having some fun i think you know he he runs the same as tom cruise (laughs) (laughs) it's a kind of fun running that he does with both of his hands (laughs) i don't know if i've ever actually noticed the way tom cruise runs watch more of his movies i mean (laughs) okay yeah, well, yeah, I'm in the middle of one now. Um, oh, okay. That I borrowed from you. That I uh, cocktail, which okay. uh, I runs now. Um, he runs a bar. <laughs> oh, that's true. That is true. He does. Yeah. 
Um, but I, I'll reserve judgment on cocktail until after I finish it because, no, I don't like to say anything until I finish the movie. But I am enjoying it. And I just, you know, I was thinking as I was watching it, people sort of thought it was like a, a bad movie or people saying a lot of negative things. But it's not bad. It's far from bad. It's definitely better than you might think. Yeah, I, I feel like that was one of those ones that in the 80s, because Tom Cruise was so big in that period in the late 80s, that like I think there was some backlash to it maybe where people were just like, I'm sick of this or it's like it's, you know, like there's so many like cliches and things like that that happen in the movie that I think people were just like they were being sold <clears throat> on this Tom Cruise thing and they didn't want to buy it. So they were like they rejected it, whereas like. Now it's like you watch it and you're like, no, this, you know, for, for that time period, it, it's, it's a fun movie. Like it does, you know, yes, it's got plenty of cliches, but it's not bad. Like you're saying, it's, it's not a bad right. movie. No, I think that is definitely true. I mean, yeah, it's a little light in the conflict department. Like there's not a lot of conflict going on. Well, and there that might be. Could I won't be... give it away. Okay. All right. Maybe I'm just not far enough into it. So like I said, I'm going to reserve judgment. But um, as far as people that should have been an action star, if we're going to move into oh. that. Quickly. Oh wait! Before we finish up the other Tom Cruise, you know the, the hover around guy. Don't I'm forget sorry, about, you're right. I know you have another one. I'm sorry. Yeah, there's Mark L. Wahlberg. Right. So. <laughs> right. Right. Just in case anyone gets those two guys confused. Be funny if he was also in the Funky Bunch. Yeah. <laughs> well, that would be a twist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He probably has the same rule. You can't call him Marky Mark, right? His oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> For different reasons, I was gonna say. Have you ever seen the MTV Total Request Live where um, uh, I guess Eminem was there with Mark Wahlberg, and um, I guess like Mark Wahlberg has this like strict rule, like don't call him Marky Mark. And I guess one of the women on the set who was like um, you know, worked the production set, like was a huge fan of his, was like, oh Marky Mark, I love you. And I guess like he was really grumpy. And then like the first thing (laughs) Eminem said when they got on the set on Total Request Live was like, yeah, we're just one big old fun bunch here, aren't we? Uh, (laughs) He's just skirting around the obvious there. We should bring that back, you know, Marky Mark, which is (laughs) a great uh, great name for a rap, Marky, and then Mark, because he's putting wine next to it. Could be just Mark Mark. Well, no, I guess he couldn't do that. Well, that's why Mark L. Wahlberg exists. He's he's like, he's the wall in between the two Markies, you know, the Wahlberg, you might say. We don't know if he has a brother who has his own burger line. Too. Oh, maybe he could be Johnny L. Wahlberg. <laughs> right, the Wahlbergers. <laughs> he has the same middle name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So we got Tom Cruise and we got Mark L. Wahlberg, and sometimes you know names repeat. But I think you were saying, Matt, that um, it, like SAG makes you do that. You know, it's not that they wanted to do that. It's that you know the Screen Actors Guild says, well, there can only be one of you, which is. I think one of the reasons why Debbie Gibson is Debbie Gibson is that she didn't really want to be Debbie Gibson. She never thought of herself as a Debbie, but I guess Atlantic Records said, yeah, you're going to be Debbie Gibson. And, and so it's just now she's Debbie Gibson. So when she did movies later on and it was Deborah Gibson, you know, it's like one of those Charles Sheen things where it looks weird. But really, that's not, you know, that was well, that was part of her plan, I guess, you know, not to be Debbie Gibson is my understanding. Yeah, yeah, and I, the one I always think of is uh, William H. Macy, I think is W.H. Macy when he's credited. Um, so I guess there were a lot of William Macy's in Hollywood or something like that. Yeah, or maybe they didn't want to confuse him with W.B. Mason, that guy that sells paper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anybody but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. 
<laughs> I, I think the, I'm not 100 percent sure that's the tagline, oh. but I do know he's from like the 1800s and he oh. has a handlebar mustache and. Um, yeah, he's a real uh, person, I think. Right. Yeah, he's yeah, and he, and he sells paper. Yeah, still, like Mr. And he's like 250 years old. Yeah, right. Mr. Pringles has um, you know, a mustache, but he's not a real person. <laughs> he sure does. Is that his name Mr. Pringles? It's just like. <laughs> it's like Rich Uncle Pennybags from yeah. uh, Monopoly. You know? <laughs> well, it's like the WB Mason guy looks like he could be like an old timey boxer, right? With his like yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, he does. And, you know, like it's like a yeah. striped shirt. It's just like <laughs> he's like moving. He's like put up your dukes. You know, he probably would say that. Yeah, and yeah, bounce exactly. around this. <laughs> around the canvas or whatever. Right. Well, yeah, and they and each boxing match goes for like seventy five rounds, and they they don't wear uh, boxing gloves and. Um, <laughs> Uh, I think it's know. actually who but WB Mason. Oh, who but? Yeah, that's what it is. Who but? Yeah. yeah. yeah well, I like done. other paper. I don't support this man. I I I want to use different paper. <laughs> that is well, really petty. But, that, but it, that's actually sort of relevant because oh. if we're talking about bare knuckle boxing, that's kind of yeah. relevant to the topic at hand. You know. Well, yeah, <laughs> we'll get to Donald the Dragon. But I guess we have uh, one of the action stars. One of the cliche. What would we like to do uh, first? I, I think we should do maybe should have been an action star, but I'll, let me just throw in my two cents. Oh, go ahead. Billy B. Mason. Oh, okay. He's a boxer. Yeah, he's a bo- okay, I like it. I can see him in fighting Matthias Hughes in Deathmatch 2. <laughs> oh, man, there's an interesting team up. <laughs> that would be a great end fight, WB yeah. Mason and Matthias Hughes. And like, <laughs> like, just like kind of doing, giving like the underhand box thing, you know, yeah. where it's like, I'm, yeah. I'm like, I'm like acting it out. Of course, we're on a completely audio podcast here. Yeah. So you can't see what I'm doing, but I'm it's like, doing the punching motions. Yeah. But you don't imagine it. It's like when your arms are crooked kind of in front of your body. Yeah. 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 Kind of move them around. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, his final move, like his finishing move, he'd be like, get ready for the paper cut. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> of course, Matthias Hughes unfortunately loses. Spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> in this movie, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it could be called like Paper Tiger or something. Yeah. I like that Paper Tiger. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> he fights all the usual boxcar Joes, and this is it's a classic punch fight. But maybe even in like 1950s, kind of like what Legionnaire was. Remember Von Dom oh, doing yeah. some punch fighting? Yeah. I don't play. I don't punch fight W. M. Mason. Boston. <laughs> Oh, Mason. <laughs> and there you go. Just a slight change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, also like what Savage Dog, I think, took place in the 50s. Oh, that's yes. right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Scott Atkins. Yeah, we just watched Abduction. Uh, did you yeah. see that one? No, I haven't. It's in my Tubi queue, so I need oh. to see it. <laughs> nice. Tubi <do we> queue. <laughs> Um, it's like a whole different language we're speaking now, but uh, uh, these days. But uh, you know, it's it it has its faults. It's a little too long at 100 minutes, but it definitely has its moments. Yeah, it's yeah. a good amount of action, and I got it free from the library. Oh, yeah. so I, that's yeah. what I said. I, I typed in Scott Atkins in the library search, and like all this stuff came up. So. Wow, <laughs> so, that's awesome. But uh, yeah, so, so besides Jason, we got another action star, Brett. <laughs> Oh, no, no, I don't have one, I, but I do understand our guest has one. Yes. So, so 
Mine is um is a uh, QVC host Rick Domeyer, who um he was also <laughs> in uh, Evil Dead Two. That was probably like, his biggest role. He he had like a lot of like small bit parts and things before he ended up becoming a QVC host. But um you know very Nordic looking from you know you know uh, Swedish I think from uh from from Minnesota. So he has the look you want in in, in an action star. Um yeah I I don't know how it never happened for him. Um it's a shame. I think maybe when he came up probably in the nineties the, the the, the field was too full, right? There were just too many people like him, and he had no place to carve out a niche for himself. I think he was also in Teen Wolf 2, um, T-O-O. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> I've never seen – it's another movie people say is bad, and I, maybe it is, but um, I, I'd be willing to give it a chance. Yeah, it's funny to think that Jason Bateman at that time, it was like, you know, like – they were settling for Jason Bateman to put him in with Michael J. Fox. And now suddenly Jason Bateman became like this. I guess, what was it after Arrested Development? He suddenly became this huge, like, romantic comedy leading man. Um, wow. yeah, as, as if, like, you know, the Hogan family never happened and Teen Wolf 2 never <laughs> happened. Like, it was like suddenly you're like, oh, oh, where did we get this guy from? And it's like, he's been here all this time, I guess. But, you know, I guess that's how Hollywood is. I wonder what, well, how he's doing today. He's, he's not, he hasn't passed away. But it's cool. uh, Rick Domeyer. Oh no no oh, wow. yeah he's no he's still with us I oh, good. My, my wife and I would sometimes watch QVC because it's a very like it's one of those things where like you don't really have to be invested you can just like throw it on and also the other thing too is you know you you watch things or listen to pie or something you know like like things can can be gross like we like to watch the Family Guy but you know you never know when there's gonna be like a gross joke and it's like if you're trying to eat dinner you know like, <laughs> you know oh, definitely yes. right yeah exactly so we would watch it and I mean he was ridiculous like he he is like he's like probably like their best guy or their best seller <laughs> and um and he's like. Like there's a couple others that are kind of at the same level as him, but he like when when he's on the phone with somebody, he just like, yep, yep, that's great, that's great, and gets them off the phone like real quick. It's it's actually kind of funny. Like, <laughs> I gotta look up. I'm hoping there's stuff online, and Mr. Delmeyer. Yeah. We, and the QVC place is near us here, and um, we had joked about maybe doing the tour. Um, oh, you should. Right. be there. You get his autograph. Right. That's what we were thinking because he actually – the picture of him is there on the brochure for the tour. Um, I, think, <laughs> I think Jen had to go out to Harrisburg with one of her friends, and they stopped at a rest stop. Um, and, um, and you know, you know they have those like those brochure things or whatever, um, you know, like mm-hmm. things to see and do when you're in the area. You know, mm-hmm. it's like water parks and stuff like that or whatever. But but the QVC one was there. She's like, oh, look at this. Like, I found this at the, the rest stop. And um, yeah, sure enough, there was a big picture of Domeyer. Like, this is who you see when you go there, I guess. <laughs> wow. So he's the selling point. Right. Exactly. That's why he could be a great selling point on a video box. Domeyer. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. I was thinking like him, like kind of like looking up. At something with a gun next yes. to him, you know, like holding the gun near his head, like yeah. he's investigating something. Maybe you know, like yeah, a private investigator. Yeah, so he'd probably be thrilled. Like if he got that call, like we want you to do a direct reaction movie, like now in his career, yeah. he would probably be so thrilled and happy, and I'm sure he would do it. I I can see him going to Bulgaria. Maybe he can get uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> image could produce it. Yeah, yeah, I can get one more name, like uh, I don't know, maybe like Eric Roberts or something. And, he, and Eric Roberts is lazy now because he just sits in vans, just like <laughs> while he's acting. So it's like you saw that footage. It was that that show of um, Olivia Gruner and Jalal Murray. It's not come to our shores right. here. Yeah, the circuit show. Series. The circuit show. It was a circuit show, Brett. So it's like wow. Wow. <laughs> the street monk. Well, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Uh, I, you know, I, I thought the street monk was the final word on everything and anything circuit related, but apparently not. 
Dirk Longstreet is back. But, well, but in the trailer, it's very the Longstreet at this point. <laughs> Dirk Longstreet, you said? <laughs> we finally get to know his full full name. Dirkland. Yeah, Dirkland. Is that what you just said, Brett? Dirkland Longstreet? Dirk, no, no, I think that's what you just said, but oh. I wish I said it. Cause it's, uh, <laughs> what did you just say? Um. I, I don't think I said anything. I was oh. I was listening intently to what oh, you were I saying. I cut you off to say dirty. No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Well, I so did yeah, say so it was a very long street, but that's about it. That was the last <laughs> thing I said. Oh, okay. I didn't. I cut you off when you said that. Okay. So in the trailer for the circuit show, they have a you know some clip, you know a quick clip of Eric Roberts. And he's just in a van. He's like they open up the van door. It's like oop, and here comes Eric Roberts. He's just sitting there. And he's just, well, yeah. it's classic Mickey Rooney from Maximum Force, where he's just kind of in a limousine the entire movie, and yeah. that's about it. <laughs> that's his best work. So. <laughs> um, but like as you said earlier, actually, I don't believe it was on air, but there's a connection to you know Tom Cruise. He was selling stuff on TV, mm-hmm. and your QVC host Domeyer selling stuff on TV. So kind of like there's a connection there. Yeah, and actually going back to one of your older. Um, Oh, should have been an action stars. We had um, uh, Todd. Oh, I, I can't think of his last name from uh, E. E. Entertainment. Todd Newton. Todd Newton. Right. Yeah. He <laughs> works for another uh, uh, home shopping company. Uh, Evine, I think they're called. Um, they change their name a lot. Maybe it's something else. It might be Shop from Home or something. I don't know. But but he yeah, actually hired home. him. I see that guide. Yeah. So so that's another one who actually um, made the move to, to. So another potential action star who I mean, we could just be pulling them from the ranks of, of home shopping. I, I think the only thing is I, I don't think that they get the kind of time off that other actors oh, yeah. do to do movies like I don't know if they'd be like Domer. I guess they give him a week off. Right. You can take a week off. And I mean, with a direct to video movie, you can shoot it in a week and he'd be done. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I do hear they have a pretty grueling schedule, so we, we, there would have to be, you know, some scheduling issues to work out. Um, you but assuming that. that wouldn't be a problem, I think that's a very good choice. And also Forbes Riley, I believe her name is. She was in Splatter University, you know, which is an 80s slasher. She made the move to home shopping. It's either QVC or Home Shopping Network. I'm not sure which one, but she was an actress first and then went to that. So it, it can be done. You know, they go back and forth. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's a rich potential. Right. Yes, I mean, it, yes. If you're a struggling actor, it's really not a bad deal because you, um, you know, it, 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 it's constant work. It's work that you know, you know, like they pay well because like if somebody's actually good at this, they they want to keep them around because it's like they don't have to like you know train somebody new to be able That's to do true. it. Again. And you get to, you just, they show the jewelry and it's like this is some great jewelry. You gotta buy it. <laughs> it's just like gotta have, well, have it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You always have to maintain that energy, especially if yeah. you're selling baseball cards and other stuff they would sell. In fact, yeah. that could be a potential name for the movie. How about Gem Mint 10? Yeah, well, because that's the thing. Domeyer, actually, one of the funny things was he had to pitch in, pitch hit for somebody who, who normally did the – um. Uh, the, the jewelry mm-hmm. and like I guess like the women that were buying the jewelry really like responded well to him so it's like it's one of the funny things like we would watch it he, he would show up in a suit um, to sell jewelry like usually it's just like you know kind of like more like casual like you know like a, a half zip with a button up shirt under it or something like that with like you know but like the, the jewelry he'd have like like the suit on and like I guess the women loved him selling jewelry so and like the women that sold the jewelry like the women who like had the companies they loved working with him too so it was like I think it was part of it was because he didn't like try to talk about how much he knew he was just like oh this would look great if you bought this you know <laughs> so um, I, I would imagine that sort of appeal and charisma would transfer over to 
the movie world, you know, an action movie. Because that makes me think of, you know, other when when women throw uh, themselves at them. Uh, Tom Jones, he could be an action star. <laughs> well, we'll save that one. Yeah, I'll save that one for another time. I'll think of some stuff. But it's just a preview for another time. I just thought of it. So it's just... All right. Well, we'll have to give that one some thought. But yes, that, that's a very good choice. And um, Ty, but, but, do you have one, or is that our one for oh, the no, day? That's that's it. I mean, I well, I thought we. I was gonna say Gilbert Gottfried, but I'm not sure right. if you said that one already. Um, maybe we'll save that you one too. It, it, it's on the voice you were saying, so explain yeah. that. Oh yeah, okay. So he doesn't have that, you know, voice, you know, kind of annoying voice that he has. It would be a nice, smooth voice you don't expect, like a Liam Neeson. So like, right. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you. I'm Gilbert Gottfried. So it's <laughs> Lenore. Right. So, so, so it would show that he has range. He doesn't just have that yeah. nah, 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 sort of yeah, high annoying voice. He would just play a very smooth, very yeah. low, maybe you know, very Neeson esque, and he yeah. would. He'd be like a vigilante going on New York City, like killing people, kind of almost yeah. like the Punisher. Oh, it'd be amazing. So Gilbert Gottfried is the Punisher. Really. Yeah, how about that? That's a great idea. Yeah. Wouldn't it be? I could, he could be fighting all these, you know, you know, drug uh, <laughs> chieftains or whatever I always say. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, chieftains. <laughs> he has a machine gun, and I can see that like ah. And like, <laughs> and he has a he has like uh, you know. <laughs> Some sort of love interest, and then he'd like, also be like the crow, maybe. So it's like <laughs> he's right of like makeup, and like in the love interest would have to be like someone vastly hotter than yeah. you'd think anyone he would normally be it's with, like, be like an Angie Everhart, or maybe yeah, like Angie Everhart. She, yeah. yeah, she'd be perfect, or maybe um, like a Joan Severance or a Shan Tweed. So it's, yeah, yeah, and then but she'd be the love interest, and she'd be all into him like she yeah. would be like it's a tough hard life i'm yeah. alone and she's like no i love you gilbert and it, yeah. would, it would be great it would be so yeah. awesome i'm gonna be like a cool name for him it'd be like max striker or something like that what's that uh, it could be like max Payne a little bit yeah, with max Wahlberg, Don, or not donnie uh mark Wahlberg. Yeah, mark, mark right <laughs> so it all comes around yeah so that could work i mean maybe like uh blood vengeance Something like that. Yeah. I might have said that title before, but it's like yeah, I mean, it's an all-purpose title. We, we can just keep using it until someone actually uses it. Yeah, yeah. So Gilbert Gottfried is the Punisher, or is a similar Punisher in Blood. <laughs> yeah, it's a trademark. I, I, yeah. I, I was thinking too, like like Five O'clock Shadow, you know, oh, smoking yeah. cigarettes. Yes. And I think Stryker is the perfect name for his like <laughs> chief or boss to tell him he's taking away his badge and gun because he's, he's <laughs> yeah. over the edge. Oh, definitely. He's not just a cop on the edge. He's over the edge. Yeah, over the edge. He does not shave. Right. But no. he still has a five o'clock shadow. So right. Oh. Stubble. Well, yeah. Also, it's the Crockett effect. You know, it's yeah. it's, it's what <laughs> Crockett always had five o'clock shadow. Right. They, they showed him shaving once in a while, I think, but he still had the stubble after he did it. <laughs> well, you know that episode of The Simpsons where Homer is shaving, and then about two seconds later, it's kind of like pops back on his yeah, like yeah. stubble. It's like that. Like you could shave, but it's just going to come immediately back. Right. Uh, <laughs> but um, okay, so th- those were some solid choices, yeah. and. Um, and- and as, as you saw that, Liam Neeson came back from his, you know. His oh, yeah. Trip, so. I wasn't sure if that was Liam Neeson or Gilbert Gottfried. I just can't oh, tell. Oh, okay, that's true. <laughs> like most people, I get those two confused. Yeah, I can't tell. Um, or, oh, oh, no, instead of saying Gil, it would be Gil Gottfried. Yeah. <laughs> right, to show that it's different. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Gil Gottfried. Gil Gottfried. <laughs> um, now, 
Matt, do you have a cliche? So, so I don't know. I, I was trying to think because the, the one that kind of came to mind actually is one that you you guys brought up a little bit here with the, the Gilbert Godfrey movie. But in going through, um, you know, our, our topic today um, with, with with Don the Dragon Wilson, especially with the Blood Fist, there seems to always be this cliche of like, so there's that guy who's like, you know, everything's everyone's against him, right? It's it's him against the world, except for one <laughs> woman that always is there to help him out. Um, and so I don't know. I've always seen like so many movies that have that where it's just like, you know, I think, you know, good examples like Fair Games, another one like that, which just happens to be Cindy Crawford, you know, but 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 a lot of times it's like this one woman that's going to help the guy uh, get out of the situation. I have a right. good example and, and, of that, which is a Don uh, movie. Oh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, no. I, I was just going to say that um, occasionally you'll get the flip side of the coin, which is. I think on our list, which is the in quotes nagging wife, which is <laughs> that is another cliche that maybe that could be our cliche to kind of do, be a you know flip side of the coin to yours, where you know the the cop on the edge, the coat will be married, and then she's like, but you're never at home, and what you're doing is so dangerous, and I don't want you to go fight the bad guys. It's like you've been married for twenty years, like don't you know what the guy does? Nope. I mean, it's I feel like that that sudden sort of nagging. You know, because th- she's concerned about him, obviously, but she's yeah. saying to not do what he does, what he was born to do, to clean up the streets and fight the bad guys. I just I just don't understand. It's you married the guy. I mean, don't you know that he's going to clean up the streets? I, I didn't know I, that when they got married 20 years ago. It's like so. I, right. But so out of those two, I do prefer the woman who sticks by the guy and, and we'll get into the action. Like there'll be a scene where maybe the guy's down and she picks up a shotgun and starts shooting herself. So rather than the nagging wife who doesn't want him to do what he was put on earth to do, the, the two peas in a pod thing where they're working together, I do like that more personally. Yeah, that's a good segue into Don the Dragon, yeah. uh, because I have a good example of the woman standing by his man, I guess, <laughs> like that great song. Man, I uh, think. Uh, what's anyway, that? Come on, what? what is it? Is it Tammy Wynette, you're saying? <laughs> uh, no, no. Well, it is, but uh, I just – let's just move on. Oh, because she could be an action star. Why yes. Yes. <laughs> This could just go on and on and oh. on. Yeah. Maybe she could team up with Gilbert Gottfried and and. <laughs> the team up we've all wanted to see. Or maybe Winona Judd, too, the other Judd. So forget Ashley Judd, you got Winona Judd. Right. That's true. And I think there's several other Judds. So maybe. Wynette and Winona. That's really almost hard to say. <laughs> uh, we'll be like Wesley and Woody. Wesley and Woody, yeah. I was thinking Cagney and Lacey. So yeah. <laughs> Wesley and Woody, Wynette and. <laughs> yeah, Winona. that'd be a TV cop show, Wynette and Winona. Yeah, it would be on PAX or something like that. Uh... Yeah. Reba could be the chief. Yeah. <laughs> this is a good idea. Country fried justice. Reba would be yeah. perfect as the chief with like the normal outfit she wears, like the button up shirt and jeans, only with the cop badge attached to the yeah, head. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. And she has acting experience because her sitcom with that probably has like 25 seasons. So she, you know. <laughs> I haven't really seen much of Reba. I just see, you know, just kind of flipping the, flipping the tube. But it's just the. Uh... <laughs> I think Caitlin, our sister, I My think sister. she uh, she watches Reba she or did. She, no, she still loves Reba. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll ask later. But see, we get... have so many ideas on this show. Like, if you were a listener to the podcast, like, and you work in, like, Hollywood development, you could have – we've done so many ideas over the past 30 episodes that are viable ideas. I, You know, we're, we're just an idea factory. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Wait, wait, I'll go right. To, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, change the name of the podcast to the Idea Factory. Like that's. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah I should. Uh, you know, we we should. Um, more, 
I, I like the fruit roll-up factory. <laughs> Remember those commercials? Like now in the fruit roll-up factory, here comes a new fruit roll-up. So it's like while they're rolling out a new product. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and just some like a like bratty kid's like, I don't want to make this one, but I do. <laughs> Um, but, but I believe you were somehow, some way, going to tie this back to Don the Dragon Wilson. Yes, I am. Yes, so. so I have a f- I have five movies on the top uh, five Don the Dragon list, and number five would be kind of the Ring of Fire series, and with Maria Ford standing by oh, Don yes. the Dragon. So I was trying to do a segue. <laughs> that, that is that is a great choice. Yeah. Um, I mean, Maria. As I think we're all fans of Maria here. I think that's safe to say. She's never looked better than in that movie. She looks tremendous in that movie. I mean, they, they, they did a great job with like her outfits and the hair and the makeup and just the way she looks. is just so great. Cause it's what did my ring of fire. The series is that it kind of gets better as it goes along. Yeah. If you remember the first one, Matt, you know, it's mostly like Romeo and Juliet. Right. And the second one, he's just beating up people in like an underground tunnel. And of course, <laughs> The classic third one with the old man and the machine gun. Yeah. And amazing opening. Everyone should just, if you haven't, just watch the first, what, 10 minutes of the movie? Of Ring uh, of Fire 3. Of Ring of Fire 3. It's just, it has a great, great opening to the movie. Yeah. I mean, is it even, it might even be more than 10 minutes, right? Because the opening <laughs> period is where you've got the old guy with the Uzi while <laughs> Don the Dragon Wilson and his buddy are just like sparring on the roof of a hospital because Don's a, a, a doctor. And then like... After he's been shot at and he shot down a helicopter, he just goes back and does his rounds <laughs> in the hospital. Yeah. And then a biker gang attacks the hospital, and a dude's actually driving a motorcycle onto the, the wing of the hospital, <laughs> onto the floor of the hospital, and he has to fight them. Um, I will say for the for-profit hospital system that we have in the United States, Don the Dragon Wilson as a doctor at that time was perfect because he not only – you know, he sent people to the hospital and then they could run up their bills to, to, to treat them. So he did a really great job. Well, he if, if that opening showed us nothing, it's that he or showed us anything that it's he's a very multifaceted man. He's a renaissance man. You know? He's doing his roundhouse kicks and he's going back to his rounds. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so, yeah, but the first yeah. one, I mean, it was a little slow. I mean, if you remember to get. Well, I do remember a lot of time is paid with the whole romance yeah. subplot, which didn't bother me from what I remember. I don't remember being like annoyed by that. I wasn't but... bored by it, but you know, when you watch a Don the Dragon, you want some yeah. chicken. No, you that's know. true. That is true. And I, and I do believe it featured um, another fan favorite, yes. Vince Murdaco. Yeah. Yeah, he was the villain. Yeah. And I think we all love Murdaco. We should maybe do a Murdaco show at some point. Um, but um, yeah, so that's a good choice. Now, are we going to go back and forth? Are we going to match oh. one for one? Yeah, or do you do, what's on your uh, number? Well, I did basically number five was like three movies. <laughs> what do you really right. talk about? Well, the uh, second yeah, one. so that's good. You consolidated them. That was good. This is yeah. talk about the second one for a second. It's yeah. just, uh, uh, Ring of Fire 2, Blood and Steel. Is that, He's basically, it's down the drag. He's just shirtless the whole time, just beating up people in a tunnel. <laughs> right. He does not wear a shirt. It's 90 minutes of shirtless Don. So if that appeals to you, this is it. Like, it's, you know, in a lot of other action movies, the guy will take off his shirt uh, at some point or he's at some point wearing a shirt. No, shirtless full time. And it was <laughs> I think in that sense, the movie broke some new ground in the interactive video action movie world, because usually they're not shirtless the entire time. And one thing too, kind of just getting back to one thing I liked about Don the Dragon Wilson 
um, as a star is that he was not, you know, for that time, he was one of the the first ones that wasn't like this big, you know, beefy, beefy muscle bound <laughs> guy. And so for him to be shirt off, I mean, it's not like he was like flabby or, you know, he was. No, no, not at all. He was slim. Have like yeah. a dad bod, like a Judge Reinhold. No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Jack too. Right. Exactly. But he was, he wasn't like this bodybuilder being, you know, with the shirt off kind of thing. It was just like a guy with his shirt off, which I, I right. thought was good. Um, one quick thing about number two, though, too, when you talk yeah. about Maria Ford, my biggest complaint about number two was the fact that they wasted Maria Ford in that one because she was like dealing with a gunshot wound being held captive by Ian Jacklin the whole time. And mm-hmm. so she was like, they had, they had to give her like gross makeup and have her like be suffering to death the whole time. And it was like a, a waste of the Maria Ford from the first one, I felt. It was like, why do you even have Maria Ford here if you're going to do this? Yeah. Right? No, that's a good point. That's a good point. And, you know, my enthusiasm for Maria Ford is based on that first installment, in case that wasn't clear. But you're right. They they did kind of mess her up for that. And that's not the Maria Ford we necessarily oh. want to see. No. But that was my complaint, because like you said, it was so she was so great in that first one. It was like, oh, why didn't what, what, what were you thinking for the second one? Like, why would you do that? You know? Yeah. Well, that's about the second one. There are some strange kind of choices in that movie and uh, trying to remember you know, it's, well, well like some of the villains i mean there's the shirtless the whole time thing but there's also the, the he fights these kind of weird villains and oh, yeah. it's almost like a, a little bit like a video game i mean um in that sense it's ahead of its time because you know movies these days are kind of like video games but i mean this is without all the technology this is just being creative on a low budget so you know i, I do give the movie a lot of credit oh. um Oh. <laughs> it's, it's like the warriors almost too right like that kind of like yeah that. yes yeah yeah i remember the warriors type gang leaders and such and <laughs> the third one we were talking about the old man the uzi like the old man the sea but the old man the uzi <laughs> <laughs> that's a comeuppance reviews version yeah yeah um, <laughs> um but before we go on any further you know we're doing this a little out of order this is a, but i wanted to do some quick background on uh oh, okay um, so Donald Glenn Wilson was born September 10th, 1954. Um, he's an 11-time professional kickboxing world champion who scored 47 knockouts in four decades. Um, by the people that rate these things, which is called the star system, is ranked as perhaps the greatest kickboxer in American history. He has disposed of more quality competition than anyone we've ever ranked. He's an entrant in the European Martial Arts Hall of Fame. Um, he was born in Alton, Illinois. Um, and there's a lot we could say because he has a very storied career um, with his kickboxing and his acting. But I do want to mention that, um, according to our sources, um, after high school, Wilson was accepted into the prestigious Coast Guard Academy in New London, Connecticut. Oh, nice. In, in the fall of 1972. Mm-hmm. So um, he, he has a Connecticut connection. So anytime that happens, I definitely want to bring that up. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. And of course, um, he's yeah. <laughs> perfect for the video store. That's the thing, another major thing about Don the Dragon. He was always at your local blockbuster. Oh, yes. Oh, oh definitely. Um, and uh, and, and then just one more thing I want to mention. With, uh, 1977, an official karate magazine said, Don Wilson's showboat tactics have seen him through a couple of fights, but the flash won't last long when the going gets tough. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he said that inspired him to prove something. He says he got serious. And then, um, and then there's lots and lots and lots of 
documentation and background about his kickboxing and his acting. But I did want to bring up those basic background facts, as I do sometimes with these mm-hmm. uh, stars we talk about. But you're right. in perfect for video stores and cable and um, uh, and the magazines of the time like that. So, um, yeah. So that's all I wanted to say before we move on to number four. Well, before I do that, well, I'm waiting for uh, – well, Matt has number five, right? Yeah. Oh, do you number five? Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. So I didn't I didn't bunch my 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 um my, my Wilson franchises together as much. So I've got them all individually. <laughs> but um, my number five is actually Blood Fist Seven. Um, I think it was my my favorite of the Blood Fist. <laughs> huh? and, Interesting. Um, yeah. Is that but, Hard Way Out? I believe that's a good, that's a good question. <laughs> I, I forgot to write down the um the, the secondary title for it. Uh, Manhunt. 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 Okay. Manhunt. 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 That's reason Ireland. Said that no, one. That's hard way out. That's hard way that's out. Hard that's way out. Okay. Yeah. Um, what's great about this one is, um, you know, I think one of the things that we sort of lampoon Wilson for is his his acting ability, mm-hmm. and I think that was something that you know when you looked at it, like he was still trying to get the hang of that part of it. You know, he was a you you talked about his career. He was an amazing athlete, and um, you know, I think that that part of it he was used to being good at, and so then acting was just another thing. But this movie really mitigated that by having Stephen uh, Stephen Williams in it. And um, so it was like really great to have that combination of, you know, Wilson is doing really great martial arts. I mean, the fighting in it was fantastic. Um, Art Camacho, I think, actually did the, um, the, the, the choreography for that one. Um, and um, he did something in the movie because he's tagged and <laughs> in my review for him. So he must have done something. But, um, but then, you yeah, know, Wilson had some really great scenes. Rick, uh, Rick Hill's in it as well, I believe. Um, oh, Rick see. Hill. I love him. Did yeah. You know, oh, no. You know, oh, no. He's not. Oh no, I'm thinking of something else. So it, it's oh. not. Yeah, so no, I'm thinking of another movie with Rick Hill. Sorry. Oh, okay, no problem. But, um, well, they, but, especially in these Blood Fist movies, they do kind of tend to run together, and, and it's not the movie's fault exactly. They're very different from each other after a certain point. After because three, I, really? Yeah, after three, exactly. Because I think they were though, like the original titles, like it was probably a movie called Hard Way Out, and the other one was called whatever they're called, but then. Roger Corman said, nah, this is Blood Fist 9. And then, you know, so they just kind of like slapped the Blood Fist name. Like, they really are kind of individual from each other after part three. Yeah. Well, I think actually, part two. Big part, part three. Yeah, maybe even part two. Yeah. Right. Because, yeah. yeah, I think part three, he, it was, yeah, because that's when he's in prison for part three. And, um, I mean, part three wasn't a bad one either because there's a lot of fight scenes in it. But the, the other thing that's kind of funny about this one, they try to keep it straight from other ones, is, um, Julian McWhorter is his love interest in this one, which mm-hmm. I think she is again in part eight. Or, or part six or part like mm-hmm. so, so like even even the love interest they recycle the actresses who play the love interest in them so. right and she was kind of a staple at the time i mean she was a love interest for jeff wincott um in uh, last man standing right so yeah um and in and i don't know if she was jen michael vinson's love interest but she was in beyond call of duty wasn't she yeah, well, sure <laughs> was yeah yeah um, I mean, one thing about these these ones with Corman too is, I mean, Corman made sure his movies were were a good length. So you're talking about you know eight minutes, six minutes. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's a really good number. It's got everything you want. You know, a lot of guys getting you know shimmying stuntmen getting sprayed with Uzi fire. Um, you know, I, I wrote down in my my review chess king fashions. Um, you know, it's it's it's, it's, yeah. it's your you know for 1995. It's it's when you see Don the Dragon Wilson Blood Fist 1995. Yeah. It's it's all those pieces that you want in a movie like that. A hundred percent. Yes. Agree. Yeah, that's a good pick. And yeah. you know, I in case this is on anyone's list, I don't want to jump the gun, but in that prior one with the boombox, that's a hard way out. Yeah. Oh, it's, wait, wait, keep going back to that. Is that on anyone's list? 
Well, no, but I mean, we could talk about that for a second. I mean, so if it's not anyone's list, I just want to point that out that there's an amazing sequence in (laughs) in Hard Way Out involving a boombox. And if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. And um, because there were some high school punks, right? Yes, high school punks get their uh, get their comeuppance. Get their comeuppance review, as you always say. Well, yeah, get their comeuppance review. But (laughs) but I mean, that's it's little moments like that that keep movies like this being so addictive to us you know and the listening audience it's this completely wackadoo out of left field moment that it's like you want to see more and um and so if we're talking about don the dragon wilson we have to mention that even though he doesn't really play prominently in that one scene from what i remember um but it's in that movie so definitely check out hard way out if you haven't seen that yeah i guess my next movie, I mean, I, I can talk about the other Blood Fist. You know, Blood Fist 1 and 2, probably one of the better ones. You know, Jake Ray, you know. <laughs> right, in terms of the fighting and the tournament yeah. fighting aspect that of it all. Yeah. I think he's, like, kind of imprisoned in the second one also. So, you're right, you're right, yeah. yeah. He's, like, uh, in the Philippines or something like that. He's like right, that yeah, he's, like, spirited away to some, like, yeah. secret island or something. Yeah, that's the second one. And the third one's yeah, in jail. Really from, yeah, the third, third one, which one, is more... He's, like, yeah. a car... He's, like, a repo man. Or, so. Right, I like that one. That has a good beginning, too, yeah, where he's, one. like, repossessing the cars and he gets into fights with people. So like, you're not taking my car, man. And <laughs> yeah. into a fight. Yeah. That, yeah, that was on I my love list. Those, that was, is that the one that has Gary Daniels, or is that the one with yes. Steve James? Gary, uh, yeah. Steve James is part five, Human yes. Target, right. and part four is Gary Daniels, Die Trying. Yeah, I think wow. that's my second favorite Thank you. Yeah, I think I like <laughs> that, that one. That's about looking straight. Yeah, You're earning your keep here today, Ty. Oh, thanks. <laughs> 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 I appreciate that. <laughs> I will be replaced soon if I didn't by Matt. <laughs> or by possibly uh, Owen C. Wilson or any number of other wow. celebrities that are here in the audience. Yeah. Um, so about three okay. times already. I'll stop. Okay. I think people uh, understand that Owen is here. Um, so uh, part or uh, part four? No. Uh, number four on the list. Oh, oh, whoever wants to go. Uh, I'll go. I guess I have Out for Blood. Mm. Uh, oh yeah, good one. Um, where he plays the karate man. Yeah, that's what they call him in the news. This karate man is, you know, like they couldn't, they did so many funny things about that, but there's like a news report where they're talking about how the karate man is going around and I guess dispensing justice. And I think it was maybe around 1990, if I'm not wrong. So, or 89. So Batman was kind of around. Well, yeah, 92. So, so yeah, it's uh-oh. like. But Batman was still very hot, so oh, rather than get an elaborate bat suit of some kind, he just wears a purple windbreaker. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what we love about it. That's what we love about it, you know. That's it's action, you know, without all the, um, I guess you'd say accoutrements. <laughs> One other real interesting fact about Out for Blood that I really love is that mm-hmm. Don Niem. Uh, the bad guy from Undefeatable has a very small part, like a very like it's almost like a one second cameo in uh, in Out for Blood. Uh, so it was kind of cool to see that. I think he gets uh, I think Wilson decks him and knocks him out. So they don't even get a fight scene, which was uh, uh, disappointing. But it was it, that was kind of really cool to see that. I mean, I, I think for me this is like a great. This is like vintage PM. You know, it's it's yeah. Uh, oh yeah yeah. Perfect. I really enjoy it. Has it all of, has uh, Malibu, our buddy Malibu from New Heads. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so yeah, definitely a good one all around. Good pick. Um, Thanks. Uh, Matt, you're number four. 
So my number four is Rising Sun. Um, it with a. Uh, oh, Red Sun Rising. Red Sun Rising. Yeah. What did I say? Just Rising Sun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't write it down properly. Yeah. Red oh. Sun Rising. <laughs> Rising Sun's that great movie. Why you think that? Because they could have called it that. You know. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, we got Wesley Snipes and Sean oh, Connery. Right. That's, yeah. that's right. That's right. Yeah. What What is it? Is that the one where somebody tells Sean Connery, "I'm a black belt," and he's like, "Oh, I'm very, very proud of you," or something? And then yeah, he like yeah, yeah. in the throat. <laughs> yeah. And isn't there like a very surprising person in it, like Gloria Allred? Or no, um... it's, I'll, I'll, I, I know who you're talking about. I'll get it. I'll get it for you while you're talking. Okay. About. Well, we'll talk amongst ourselves. We'll, 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 so by Matt, you could explain. Uh... Yeah. why he chose that for your number four while Ty looks that up. Yeah, I mean, I think just, you know, a lot of great names in it. Um, you've got, um, you know, uh, uh, James Liu. Is I got it. Also. Oh, yeah. oh, you got <laughs> it? Sorry, I'm going to cut you off. No, it's okay. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, so, okay, so, yeah, so James Liu, uh, John the Dragon. Yeah, Mako, Michael Ironside, um, and then Terry Farrell from, uh, you know, Deep Space Nine and then later Becker fame. Um, <laughs> oh. Right, so... It just was really great cast, but also I think it just you know it was it was a fun movie. I mean, it had a lot of funny moments as well, which I think we were talking about. That it's like a combination of when, when you watch one of these, you want some action, but also you want some some maybe unintentionally funny stuff thrown in as well. And um, I thought this was a you know this was a really fun one. I also reading my review, I realized I think I'd gone through a series of bad Wilson films before mm-hmm. this, so I may have been a little bit higher on this than than I necessarily should have been because of that. But but yeah, I really enjoyed this one. That Red Sun Rising is on my list. It's it's higher up. Okay. Because um, the person we're talking about in Rising Sun is <laughs> Eleanor Cliff from the oh. McLaughlin group. She has a very prominent role in it. She's way more <laughs> screen time than you might think. Almost more screen time than Sean Connery. Right. <laughs> um, so so okay. is there any, at any point does she point a gun at someone and say, bye, bye? Yeah, well, that's... <laughs> I wish it'd be like John McLaughlin. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, so now, now that we well, got that straight. Um, <laughs> like, is that they keep cutting to her in Rising Sun just to talk about all the Japanese business that they're doing. It's like, does she has way more screen time than you might think? It's really funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, all right, so moving on. So Ty, I what number what? three? Oh, we're on three? Okay. Oh, What's your number four? three? Wait. Uh-oh, I'm losing the... <laughs> yeah, you're on number point. three. Yeah. You know what? I, was, I had trouble making a decision on this one. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I'm going to go with Virtual Combat. Oh. Oh. Yeah, good one. Yeah. Well, thanks. Well, it has Rip Taylor and, uh, as, <laughs> as a... Uh, what was it hologram? Do you remember that part, Matt? Some sort of holographic nightmare that um, looms over the future, which is how I always imagine the future, with uh, Rip Taylor, you know, throwing confetti everywhere. And if you try to get rid of him, you can't because he's holographic. Um, again, stuff that keeps us coming back to these DTV action movies, just these b- bizarre things that we we can't get enough of. You remember that part, right, Matt, where he just, he's like in the beginning, right? It's like, hi, I'm Rick Taylor. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, the movie, yeah, I mean, his head is just like, it's like people are like going down like a, a conveyor thing. I, put the, I, yeah. looked, I pulled up the picture on uh, from my review, and it's like, it's like, just like his head, and it's like like going to like the airport or something and seeing a Rip Taylor head, just being like, <laughs> like, 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 yeah, like, hey, make sure you, you find the right gate, you know, don't leave your bags unattended, you know. Yeah, I, I, I'm looking at your thing right now, and it's really funny. It's just like, what is this? And that's what makes it, it insane. 
yeah. and they say we're going to be living in a dystopian future. You know. Well, I, I, I guess I'll I take it. Rip Taylor is part of it. But. I mean, what's next? Like a hologram of Charles Nelson Riley? I mean, what does this have to do with <laughs> punching and kicking? I just I don't I, understand. I actually thought you were going to say uh, Jalal Murhai head. Oh, well, he, he's another one that got the holographic head treatment yeah. in a futuristic punch fighting movie. Um, there's more than you might think. It's like cyber monks. There's more than you might think. Yeah. I, this is one of my, um, my my honorable mentions, so it didn't make my list, but it, it, it there's so much in here that is just amazing um, that you're just like, what what is happening? Um, th- there was something about like – Weren't there like there were cloned virtual reality people that yes. like they turn into like a pile of like Alka Seltzer or something yes. when they <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and from what I remember, like the sets and like the way they constructed all this is a, is a lot better than usual, and it's like a lot better than you might think. I think they put some more money into this than in other um, things of this ilk. Yeah, I gotta yeah. find a copy. I mean, we we rented it back in the day, just uh, or maybe got it from a DVD uh, Netflix disc, but. Um, I still have a copy. Of some <laughs> Do you have a copy of Virtual Combat? Or I don't remember. Let me see. I'll, actually, I can see what the um, the review said because it will tell me if I had it or not. Oh. <laughs> I'll say in the first page. Um, uh, let's see. Oh wait, no. I think I rented it from from Netflix. I think it was. A- okay, we must have both done that then. So. Oh no, you Maybe know we what? We watched the oh. same disc. I got it on VHS. It looks like because the DVDs oh. out of print, meaning VHS oh. is the most affordable option. So. Um, I think that's what maybe what I ended up having to do. I don't know. I'm trying to remember. No, there's a sequel. There's, there's a sequel, right? There's a sequel or, to Virtual Combat. Oh no! Oh no! No, I'm, I'm thinking of. Sorry, I'm thinking of. Um, Cyber Tracker. Uh, Cyber Tracker. Yes. Yeah. Cyber Tracker. Yeah. Cyber Tracker Two. Yes. That's what, yes. Exactly. I, that's what I was thinking. Those are on my list. Those are honorable mentions. Okay. Well, what's your next one, Matt? So. One of mine's actually out for blood, the one that you oh, just talked blood. about. So that's my number <laughs> yeah, three. Man. Um, and so again, it, for me, it was really hard to determine if I was going to put uh, my, my 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 two, three, and four are all mm-hmm. like it was like oh where do I want to put these ones? And I think we were talking about that this earlier yeah, time. It's like yeah. they're just there there are some really good ones, but also there aren't a lot of duds. Like I think the the way I put it was. Um, Donald Dragon Wilson didn't really have his kill switch, right? He didn't really have that like really horrible. <laughs> right, right. I know what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think there was, nothing too horrible. No, and I think with these good ones, it was like a lot of times it was like you're you're almost splitting hairs, like you know, like you know, oh, it, it is Out for Blood that much better than Rising Sun, or you know, and then like like you talked about there with a movie like uh, um, you know, with Virtual Combat, it's like. You know, I, I think for me, I didn't even know where to put that one because it was just so much fun. It's like so great. Yeah, I talked about all the best, like the real fun ones when people who want to like try to start watching Don the Dragon, like these are good recommendations. Yeah. So, um, well, it seems like we're doing that pretty well. Um, oh yeah, for sure. I I think we're already on number two. Unless there's more you wanted to say about Out for Blood. No, because uh, yeah, we, oh. that was a, that was a little bit of an overlap one there for okay. us there. Yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah. Right. But I'm just again, great PM entertainment action. I think is really best way to sum it up. Yeah, and so we all love that. So. I had trouble with the last uh, three. I mean, Red Sun Rising is number two. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, okay. we, just, we already talked about that a little bit. We talked about, about that. Before. What's really good about that one is, there's, well, it's just a solid Don the Dragon, you know, outing. You know, he's fighting in the graveyard. You, you care about the characters. I don't think you already kind of said that, but um, I, was, I was looking up Eleanor Cliff at the time, so didn't really get to. Uh, <laughs> well, I, if I had a nickel for every time you use that excuse. <laughs> <laughs> but, I know you found uh, about ten cents. 
I think I've talked about it before. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I mean, but the thing is, um, this is another example, kind of like Out for Blood. I mean, it's not PM, I don't think, but it's it's classic 90s video store action. You know, you think about going to the video store or seeing it on cable and getting that 90s blast of action. I think this really delivers that as oh, well. Absolutely. So, yeah, my, I have it on tape, Red Sun Rising. I think it's on DVD too, I think, Red Sun Rising. I, well, I if it isn't, so. it should be. Yeah, I, I think it is. I think if yeah. I, could, I could probably pull up my review too and see if uh, if I said one way or the other. Like, because a, a lot of times with these reviews, I would say how you find them. And I like that because it shows you know. Yeah, it's that's very, very helpful. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. I like the it? personal touch. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, here it is. Here at the bottom. VHS okay. is your best route unless you live outside the states. Then you might find it on DVD. That's what I said in uh, um, January sixth of twenty eleven. So who oh, knows? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> a lot might have changed since then. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. <laughs> okay, or not. You know, nothing changes around here. We're stuck in the 80s and 90s, yeah, so it's fine. Exactly. Um, so, uh, uh, Ty, what oh, do you okay. got? I have, because we were talking about Red Sun Rising, so I'm going to go right to Black Belt for number two. Wow. Oh, okay. Down to now, this has kind of a confusing release history, right? Because it's, or, or is that, because, you know, there's Black oh. Belt 2, which was sort of a yeah, mishmash of other footage with Blake yes. Bonner. <laughs> Um, I think they use some black belt footage in it. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I, have, I used to but, have that movie, Black Belt Two: Fatal Force, but it was a. When I was listening to the podcast before. I call it a tape purge. Right, we so, got rid of a bunch of tapes, but that's where Blake Bonner plays Brad Spider. Amazing yes. name. Um, the movie doesn't quite live up to the name, but we're not here to talk about Black Belt Two. We are here to talk about Black Belt One. No, one so why did you pick Black Belt One? Well, I picked that because it was Donna Dragon versus Matthias Hughes, which is amazing. Yeah, John Sweet. <laughs> right, for that alone, it, yeah, it's worth finding. And you know, all these classic Don Dragon, you know, uh, fights like outside there. You know, she has to, he has to protect a, what, a rock singer, right? I remember. And then like he, he kicks a bunch of people at the vasectomies for free. <laughs> and that kind of Don the Dragon wooden voice that you gotta love. Right. I think we call it wonderfully wooden. Wonderfully wooden, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> you can't help but enjoy his voice. Because yeah. what's he gonna say? That's kind of funny to listen to. <laughs> yeah, that's really why it's number two on the list. Because also it's just pure fun. It's like eighty minutes. You can't help but enjoy it. Yeah, that's what I love about these Corman ones is that they really get in and get out. Like they they don't leave you there too long. He knows what we're looking for, um, which I, I appreciate. The other funny thing I think I, I, I'm looking at my review on this one. Um, mm. This was another cliche that I was thinking of earlier. Was that um the pop star. Uh, Wilson gives her a gun and he's like, do you know how to use that? And she's like, yeah, my, my dad was a police officer. Like, kind of like, duh. <laughs> yeah. like, I, I think at the same time, a friend of mine was building a shed in his backyard mm-hmm. and my dad works in construction or he worked, he's, he's retired now, but he worked in construction. And I remember my, my buddy being like, he's like, oh, can you handle this stuff? And I'm like, no, I, I have no idea how to use a power saw. Like, what, you know, he's like, well, I thought because your dad was was into, you know, it, it was, it's like, why, why, you know, my mom's a nurse. I also don't know how to set up an IV for somebody. It's like, you know, <laughs> but that idea that like, oh, my mom's a nurse. So, yeah, of course, I'm going to set up this, ID, I, you know, IV for somebody in a movie, you know, or and build a shed in the backyard for somebody in the movie. But like, oh, because your dad's a, a cop, you can use a gun. You know, it's like, yeah. like those kind of things that would happen in movies all the time. Well, that's well, a, go, I always thought it was genetic. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like my grandfather was a cop. My great grandfather was a cop. It's like my brother's a cop. I'm a cop. My my future son's a cop. It's like. <laughs> yeah. So I we might have done that cliche already, but yeah, yeah I think it's, it's it's an official. It's not an official uh, segment. You're throwing that in. Yeah. Um, 
And what is uh, your uh, choice, Matt? My number two, two was Lion Strike, uh, Ring of oh, Fire Lion Strike. 3. That was, um, okay. yeah, so which we, we, we talked about. I think one of the things, and I, I, I covered that one on a previous podcast when I had a Will exploding helicopter on because, um, you know, the, the movie starts off with a really fantastic helicopter explosion. And oh, yeah. One of the things we realize is the movie does drag a bit in the middle, which yeah. I think was one of those ones where I think it's one of those ones where it's like if you're doing something else, it's really great to watch because it's like you're you're, you're watching it. And then if you're playing on your phone, like, you know, looking at Instagram or something like that, you don't really catch how bad the middle parts is. But <laughs> it, like the beginning stuff is like the fights are really great. Um, The other funny thing, too, is um, it, it has like so many ridiculous cliches in it. Like, you know, Don the Dragon Wilson's a doctor. So, of course, he carries a metal ba- medical bag with him everywhere, um, which is how <laughs> he ends up with the three and a half floppy disk drive. And then, um, you know, there's Russians in the movie. So, of course, the Russians in the middle of of like what is i mean maybe it's like, forest, like right? late fall in la yeah. so it might be in like in the 60s but they all have these big warm hats on right i don't well, think the italian guys are like all like these gangster stereotypes um <laughs> yeah it it's for me it's one of my i mean I, I have it right above out for blood like those are my two favorite don the dragon wilson pm flicks uh so they're kind of like neck and neck i think out for blood is more consistent throughout whereas lion strike seems to have like the bigger um punch at certain parts right no i know what you're saying i definitely know what you're saying um and that is a good choice and, oh, um, excellent choice it's just the old man the uzi i mean you can't that screenshot <laughs> I, know, um, I can't i have to go back to every five seconds because it's just so funny to yeah. see it and it's like, you know you, you when you watch a movie especially a movie of that kind you want it to open with a bang and yeah. this does it delivers you know delivers a lot of films really deliver what you want yeah and i mean wilson dispatches him in the helicopter yeah. by hanging off of a, the, the top of the hospital you know hanging off the, the roof <laughs> and aiming a, a like a pistol or I don't know what it was like a, yeah I don't, it was, yeah, it was a handgun gun. at the yeah. at the helicopter shoots a couple times and the whole thing blows up which is <laughs> it's just you know crazy the other thing too right I think that like the helicopter it's one of those ones where the helicopter pilot wants to get out of there and the, the Uzi guy is like no you're the old guy with the Uzi is like no you can't leave which is another one of those I guess I don't know if you call it a cliche but it's one of those interesting things that comes up right with the helicopter pilot being like we can't take off you know or we can't do this or that and the bad guy's like no we gotta go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I heard you talk about that on the uh, last of the finest episode of Exploding Helicopter. Right, that's like, right. Yeah, it's a good it's a good observation. It's like it's you can't really, leave. You know, sometimes, yeah, because sometimes it's it's. I know we say the percentages on this. Maybe it's like seventy thirty. Where like the helicopter pilot has nothing to do with it, and he's just a pilot, and he wants to leave. Sometimes, like the other thirty percent, you get an evil helicopter pilot yeah. who's in on it and doesn't want to leave. So I don't know if you would agree with the, that that uh, split of seventy thirty, but I think yeah, a lot of the time there it's just a guy driving his helicopter, like like their job, like they're just the carry wink type, or it's just their job driving the helicopter, or they're or they're in on it and they're evil, and you know they're they're in for the long haul as it as it were. Yeah, it depends on how big your your criminal organization is, right? Can can you can you afford to pay for your own helicopter pilot who you know is in on everything and you know is, you you know has the skills to do everything, or do you have to contract with with you know right, outside right. contractors? Yep. And yeah, I mean that's, that's what skyscrapers about, right? You know that criminal organization they don't have the, the the capacity to have their own helicopter pilot, so they've got a contract with uh, Carrie Wink and her company. <laughs> 
<laughs> right. And, and that's Zitex? true. That's a, that's a good point. Yeah. Something um, about Zitex is not the name. Yeah, I believe it was. But we've 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 talked about Carrie Wink and Zitex a lot on yes. this podcast. So yeah. I believe we are at number one. Oh, so, wow. That's fast. Yeah, well, fast. We know when time flies when you're talking about Don the Dragon Wilson. That's true. And uh, my number one choice, I wonder if Matt could guess, but I'll just... <laughs> I think we might have the same number one, actually. Yeah, which is Operation Cobra. Yes. Is that number one? Again, Corman. It's a New Horizons uh, release. Um, and uh, keeping it to 80 minutes, I believe. And um, maybe one of the best of these Corman 80-minute Don the Dragon well, uh, outings. Don the Dragon versus, you know, Evan Lurie wearing a muumuu, whatever he's wearing in the movie. <laughs> How can you well, not enjoy not yeah, this this was my number one yeah. as well. So yes, I, it is, awesome. Yeah. yeah, so we had the same number one, which is great. And I, when I was going through my old reviews, there were a lot of like close calls. You know, there were like ones that were close, and I was kind of going by like what was my initial reaction to it. And and this one, I just said love. I love this one, and um, I think you're right. I think the Corman length really helps. Evan Laurie, I think I was just coming off of Kickboxer too, so that might have been my second Laurie film ever. Was uh was was Operation wow. Cobra, and and I think you know when I think of Evan Laurie films, I mean, I think maybe, you know, uh, Hologram Man and, and maybe T-Force are, are ones that you might put above Operation Cobra. But, I mean, this is right up there with, with the best Evan Laurie as well, which I know this isn't an Evan Laurie podcast, but I think it <laughs> it, it enhances the film as far as a, a Don the Dragon Wilson film. It's, and it's, well, it's yeah. shot in India, right? So that's also kind of cool. And then it has different locales, not like the usual, you know, Corman L.A. stuff. And you kind of care about the – what's his name? Connors? Right. That's on the Dragon Wolf. I can't remember that without looking it up. Um, that's true. Yeah. I, I agree with you about the setting. It's a, it's an interesting yeah. setting too. The in the India setting. That's yeah. That that it, provides yet another layer of interest for the movie. It just delivers the goods because you have two fights with Evan Lurie and Don the Dragon. Yeah, and it's what we've wanted. Right. I mean, how often do we see that? Right, where it's like you get a really great name like an Evan Laurie in a movie like that. And it's almost like sometimes the fight is an afterthought. Sometimes it's like, why, you know, why did you even cast Evan Laurie if you weren't going to, you know, but they really used him well yeah. with that by that having was, two fights. Exactly. Yeah. That it's like, they knew that they need, we needed that fight because it's, it's only, it will have to deliver the goods. You got, yeah, I want to see that fight between Don the dragon versus Evan. So it's like, <laughs> right, right. Sometimes they do that, like, you know, no retreat, no surrender, like when Lauren Avedon fights Matthias Hughes. Yes, that was good. Like, I think he fights him twice. Yeah. Or, or this... well, I, well, I was just going to say that that's not a fight that I think they realized they could let down fans with. You know, that oh. it had to be a big knockdown drag out fight, you know. And that other fight, in, and we're talking about no retreat, no surrender, no <laughs> retreat, no surrender three, Blood Brothers, it was him versus what, Rion Hunter? Is that what's the guy's name? I think that's the guy's name. Yeah, I, I think I read your review, Matt. It was funny. It's just like he kind of looks at like kind of his crazy hair. And you have the version with the George Bush footage, also. Oh yes, yeah. Where yeah. <laughs> the picture of George Bush in the background. Yeah, we don't have. I don't have that in the American VHS. They kind of allude to what's going on with George Bush, and they might, you know, get him. I won't say the word, you know, the other words. You might get in trouble, <laughs> but they might get George Bush, and then. But you have that, which is really funny. It's a still shot of Bush, George Bush. <laughs> it's hilarious. Now, have either of you listened to the DVD commentary for this movie? For 
Inferno? Oh, sorry, Cobra. Oh, Operation Cobra, yeah. Uh, no. I, I haven't either, but I've heard it's very entertaining. And um, I think Fred Olin Ray is, like, very, very honest and, um, like, really tells it like it is. And it, I'm told – I remember hearing somewhere that it's a really good listen. So I would say to people, if you're going to get a hold of this movie, which you should, get the DVD. Don't get the tape. Because yeah, maybe I, I should get the DVD. Cause I think that I think there's something about the commentary. People are saying like it's it's really honest, like it's it's brutally honest. So uh, so Ty, you haven't heard it, Matt? Have you listened to that? Yeah, I haven't. Oh wait, oh no, I do. Okay, so here's what happened. This is actually kind of funny. Um, I I didn't know who Fred Olin Ray was at the time. I didn't really know him. You know, like when I was watching, it's like I didn't know. You know, him. I mean, now we, we, we put him in the Hall of Fame recently, so it's like kind of a, a kind of come full circle. But um, when I used to get images for for movies, I used this um, this program on the computer called the BS Player. Uh, it's like a like a you know free uh, uh, program that you could download, and you could play DVDs in it and just take screenshots of whatever. Like you even hit a button and it took the screenshot. But what would happen is is sometimes the audio track would come on, like the, the alternate audio track would play. And so um, they were saying, like, I guess one of the things I, cause I was, I, I, it kind of brought me into, like, yeah, the director thing. And he did, yeah, I think, like he said, like, one of the things was that, that scene where Evan Lurie gets bit by the, the snake. Mm-hmm. And, um, that I, I think the director said he actually did get bitten by a snake. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, now you're doing all the it's, it's very addictive. But, um, but anyway, yeah, so. I can definitely see why this was number one all around for everybody. And that, that is cool. Like you said, that we, without knowing it at all, uh, both picked the same number one. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know his list uh, uh, beforehand. So. Yeah, no, we don't compare lists, you know, so th- that was just a pleasant surprise. Yeah. Um, Does anybody else want to say about Don the Dragon? I mean, like, he was a perfect staple when you go to your local video store. I think we already kind of already said that, but. It's just fun to browse the video store. It's like, wait, another Don the Dragon Wilson movie because he, he bumped them out a lot. So and then, yeah. yeah, and if you see that, it's kind of almost like a – I don't necessarily want to say a symbol of quality, but definitely a symbol of entertainment. Like say, okay, this is a safe rental. I can spend my $3 or however much it costs and because Don the Dragon's in this. I will get my money's worth. Yeah, and the other thing too is when you think of like the late 80s, early 90s, you remember like those movies, those trailers had a different – trailer guy voice you know very different from like kind of the one we think of you know the in a, in a world where you know whatever you know the the, the one for those night those 90s or 80s and 90s ones had like kind of a more of a gruff like you know like direct voice and i always loved hearing him say that a movie had don the dragon wilson you know, be like don the dragon wilson yeah you know red sunrise <laughs> opera you know it, but it, it just sort of had like a whole feeling of like 80s 90s especially 90s i think wilson was bigger in the in the 90s but it had like a whole feeling of like just you know either getting in the video store, watching it on cable. Uh, that yeah, he really, really epitom- like like epitomized that more than anybody. Maybe maybe Cynthia Rothrock, I guess, is another name that comes up that, and and also another great name, you know, Cynthia Rothrock, you know. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, I I think when you think like this period and you think of these movies that we like to talk about, I don't think anybody really did it better than Wilson did. Um, you know, in, in this kind of way. Yes, I agree. And even his name, like a lot of movie stars, you know, they don't have like a nickname. In them, yeah, you know that's a good so point. That's like, it's not like Bruce the Hammer Willis, you know what I mean, or whatever. So when you see it's Don the Dragon Wilson, you know you're in for something that's going to cater to the fans because like, oh, this guy has a nickname, the Dragon. So you awesome. know, I mean, that tells you just that alone tells you something. 
And um, and also in the credits, at least of his Corman movies, that's when it would have his name, but also his like rankings and his kickboxing stats under his name in the opening credits. Yeah, yeah he has in Blood Fist 1 and 2, and, and I think they do have a Trimble also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did it for Jerry Trimble. I'm not saying it's the only one they did it for, but they yeah. the fact that they were kind of touting that under his name in the credits. Um, I mean, that's another thing with, that gets you pumped up to watch the movie because you know, you're going to see something that you're not going to get elsewhere. You know, I mean, with, I mean, as far as the nickname thing, yes, there was Dale Apollo cook, but, um, and, and I'm going to say again, not the only one, but still, you know, you're going to get something special when you see that. It's like, Oh, Don, this guy is the nickname, Don, the dragon Wilson. He's in this movie. I have to see it. Right. <laughs> yeah, and I think he, he also brought that like level of competition. I think to his roles like he wanted to make like the best fight scenes he could and and so i think when we think of direct to video i mean there's very few names that come to mind that brought it at the level that he did i mean I think like gary daniels jeff wincott cynthia rothrock are a few names but you know to be like every scene he wanted to make it like it just felt like every scene he wanted to make it the best scene and i think even the duds you know it was like even the movies that we, we would normally would have been a dud, it felt like Wilson kind of carried them a little bit just by his action. Oh, that's definitely true. I 100% and agree on that. And even I don't like, want to necessarily get into a list of the duds or anything yeah. like that, but it, but I think we can safely say a Night Hunter. Is that the one? The with, Night Hunter is kind of a dud. And yeah, the crazy, crazy shaky cam. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> But it's like it's, it's but it's such a great idea where it's like Don the Dragon as the crow. He's like a crow type person with like he looks very goth with makeup and uh um, do the earthquake cab as we call it. I would have have a copy. I know. I know. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean there's shaky cam and there's shaky cam and that's very shaky. I don't and, sure I can so, watch it ever ever again. So yeah. it's like <laughs> I, I think I described it as like the on you know the bridge on the next generation when the, <laughs> the enterprise is getting hit by a by a photon torpedo or something. Those dang photons. We're like you know William Shatner is like you know he's again you can't see this but it's like shaking side to side like he's off balance like what yeah. what's going on uh, yeah. you know so uh, there's a photon at me shooting at me. Um, so yeah, so uh, is is there more we can say about Don Dragon? Oh, that was, we, good, that or, was good. Yeah, you know, we kind of turned that around right back to the video store era. So. Yeah, yeah. I think the only other one thing I want to mention to people for my, my my honorable mention yeah, is sure. um, New York Chinatown, which is on YouTube. Um, I think it's Wilson's first ever role. He plays a bad guy in it. Uh, it came out in like eighty one, eighty two, and I think for people like. Watch these ones we talked about first. I think you really need to get this the '90s stuff under your belt first. That was his really best stuff. But it's a real interesting one to watch because one, he plays a baddie and he actually plays it really well, which um, I think it's easier to play a baddie maybe than it is to play a good guy. But um, he's or not really goody, the star. right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, but yeah, I think it's another one that people should check out. I didn't make my list because I just think these movies that we were talking about are all just so much more solid and yeah, perfect you know, dragons. Yeah. Right. This he doesn't have as big of a part. It's not really a Wilson film, but I think it's worth people checking out um, after you've seen some of these other ones. Oh, okay. Now, Ty, we haven't seen that, right? No, we haven't seen that yet. But if it's on YouTube from that that guy, right, JCT. I, I yeah, I think JCT put it up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we'll have to watch well, that we might have to watch that because um, it's a Don we haven't seen, and I mean, and it's '80s, so I'll, I'll, you know, color me interested. Um, I, I do but, want to uh, mention one more thing. I know I was reading your old ahead. reviews, Matt, which is uh, 
you reviewed Hollywood Safari. Remember yes. the Dragon? It's like a family movie. It's, yes. it's just funny that you went above and beyond your Don the Dragon uh, reviews. Yes, yes. I, I'm actually getting into like his his 80s stuff where he was Don Wilson and had these like very <laughs> bit parts where it's like you have to scour the movie to see where he was even in the film for that one scene. Um, so I've done a few of those lately with with him. Um, they're on YouTube again. That 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 um, the guy JCT has put a lot of them up. Um, but um, but yeah, so it's like I've done the bulk of his like '90s stuff, and so now I'm kind of like scraping the barrel with some of these other <laughs> things. But Hollywood Safari was one where it was like, okay, this is because at that time a lot of those Don Wilson ones weren't on his IMDb profile, so I didn't even know that he was in them. Um, I think even like Siege of Firebase Gloria wasn't listed as a as a one of his films um, back when I was doing this in the, in the uh, early 2010s but but yeah uh hollywood safari I, I think it's just it's it's a rough sit and it's it's definitely <laughs> one where you know i was just doing it for the completest value <laughs> i like that i like that you, you went for it yeah yeah, yeah. Well, i think everyone out there uh, appreciates that but he has been in a bunch of family movies or wasn't he in like magic kid or invisible yeah, kid or when Corman tried to like branch out into the family market, I think he used his stable people that he kind of had. Like, um, we have Don the Dragon. It's like, <laughs> it's like hey, yeah, it's like okay, um, not the best for fans, who are, especially if you're a completist, which means you have to sit through some family movie, which you might not want to do. Um, but but it, it does show he has range and can do more than just one thing. He'd be a good guy, bad guy. He could be in family movies. I mean, you know, he's we watched a movie that's fairly recent with him um was oh, it showdown in manila i mean showdown manila which oh you mean know, death fighter um i mean you uh, must mean death fighter right i must mean but does that alter title like scarred or something or scar oh crooked you mean crooked, crooked. yes wow yes crooked. crooked i'm impressed you're able to pick yeah. that up from my uh <laughs> lack of knowledge but yes crooked so he uh, so yeah he um it's good he, he he hasn't gone away. You know, he's yeah, still he's doing around. things today. He's around. You know, Showdown Manila, obviously, he was in that with Cynthia Rothrock. Um, Did you, uh, you watch that yet, Matt? Yeah. So Showdown in Manila was one I was kind of like – I think it was one of those ones where I'm like, why – you know, like they just kind of like shoehorned the four of them in at the end. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they did. And you're you're watching and you're like oh I guess it's three right it was um Wilson Gruner and um and Rothrock and you watch and you're like why are these three not the star of the movie <laughs> I mean Casper Van Dien was great I should say Casper yeah. Van Dien was really great so it's not um well, that was the other thing too is like it had that what, what's that guy's name um Alexander um, oh Nevsky Nevsky yeah and it's like you know every scene Van Dien is out acting him and then yeah. you're just like oh let's bring yeah in these Van Dien. Right. Yeah. It's like, oh, let's see. Like, well, let's bring on these three other big name stars and see how they like, you know, make Nevsky look, you know, like, like, you know, like he's he's in over his head more. Oh. And um, <laughs> yeah, you I get mean, like think, people. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I do think that was an attempt to fuse the old DTB world with a new one, and I think that's why they did that. And I, I think even the fact that they're in Manila, I think we said this in our review, which we posted not long ago. It's like he's noticed so many movies were shot in the Philippines back in the in the day, and um, so I think just bringing in those three like mercenaries at the eleventh hour was sort of like a, I guess it's what you call fan service. So yeah. I'm not going to complain. Um, no, it was cool to see them all. Yeah. So, so that was not. I didn't think it was a bad movie either. I think it was kind of fun. So. Yeah. No, yeah. I wouldn't call it a bad movie at all. Yeah. No, the funny no. thing about Death Fighter was that 
that one had Matt Mullins in it, who's like really new, like and really trying to get the hang of things. <laughs> and it was funny because you could see Wilson's experience come out in that one, like, you know, versus Matt Mullins, who's still pretty green. And it's like, wow, Wilson's actually carrying these scenes. And yeah. we think of, you know, Wilson was in that place in the nineties. And we're like, <laughs> That's you know, a great he's, point. right. You know, he's acting opposite like Stephen Williams. And you're like, you know, here's Stephen Williams just taking over this scene. And, and now Wilson's doing the same thing for which I thought was really interesting to see that come full circle. I, I mean, I don't mean to cut you guys off, but I do think that would be a perfect place to end the podcast because coming full circle, you know, know, so he's, you know, we started at the beginning and now we're kind of, he's still out there and doing stuff today and it's careers come full circle. So instead of him being the guy who is wonderfully wooden and still more in the martial arts world, now he's the kind of the veteran and (laughs) he's helping the, the younger cast members. So I, I, to me, I think that's a good little bow to wrap. Oh yeah, the that sounds like a good bow. And I guess yeah. we can do <laughs> plugs. Oh yeah, so Matt, tell yeah. people where people can find you. Yeah, yeah so um, dtvconnoisseur.blogspot.com. That's where most things are. I haven't posted in a while. Um, so I mean, I did post the podcast that we did recently. Mm-hmm. I, that's a, that's the most recent thing I've posted. I haven't done a review in a while, so I need to hopefully get back on the review train. I haven't even been on to Facebook in a while. Which um, you know, Facebook is direct to video connoisseur. Uh, mm-hmm. Twitter, I think it's DTV Connoisseur is Twitter. Um, you can get all of them on dtvconnoisseur.blogspot.com. All of the links are there for everything. And then um, my, my novel, Chad and Accounting, that's available on Amazon. So you can just look up Chad and Accounting or, or, or my name, Matt Poirier. There's a link to that on the site as well. Thanks. And yeah, thank you for stopping also, thanks by. thanks for being on the, sh- on the show. I guess we can give our plugs too, and then we'll say thanks again, I guess. I, uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so... Shout out for someone. No. No? Okay. <laughs> if people want a shout out, you can message me on Instagram if you're a fan of the podcast and website. I'll I'll shout you out. So and, <laughs> uh, I thought there was someone who said something really nice or, or something. I already no. said that one. Oh, we said that one. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, but um yeah, if you want to email us, it's crpodcast at yahoo.com. Um yeah. for like more podcast related queries. Um but we also have come up dot net. Yep. And um yeah, which is the actual site, and uh, what else? Yeah, we're on uh, Twitter under Ty yeah. Comeuppance, or Instagram is Ty Action Rocks, where I post the uh, videotapes. I posted Keaton's Cop today. Ah, great. <laughs> Abe Vigoda um, and Don Rickles. So. Uh, speaking of talking about coming full circle, another old man with a gun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> which is on the back of the box very prominently with Abe Vigoda with like a big gun shooting at someone. And also um, around Facebook. We're not on MySpace yet. Uh, <laughs> no, we're not on Friendster, but maybe we could Friendster, be. Um, so yeah, so we're on all the social media sites. As far as the podcast, we're on iTunes and all the other oh, podcatchers. Oh, except podcatchers, but yeah, once again, thanks again, Matt, for uh, dropping by on the show. Yeah, thanks again for having me, guys. It was another fun conversation. Oh. I, I always enjoy this, and so oh, uh, yeah, we'll really? kind of look forward to our next one, whether it's you guys on my show or I'm on yeah, here again. That sounds good. Yeah, Maybe no, we'll it's, it's gonna be one or, or the other. other. And, yeah, yeah. but hey, I, I do think. Oh, Dudikoff. Is that something we were gonna do? Yeah, I think oh. Dudikoff's on the docket. Yeah, so. I think that would be a really good one for people to yeah. kind of. Yeah, he's he's one of those ones we haven't really talked about in a long time because he hasn't done anything in a while. So I think for for the '90s. 
you yeah. know, he's not down the Dragon Wilson level, but he's he's pretty up there, I think. He's up there for sure, because you got American Ninja, and well, I guess we'll wait for the podcast to say all the great <laughs> yeah, right. but, uh, um, All right, so uh, whoever's podcast that's on, you know, listeners, listen out for that. Um, yes. Cause, um, yeah, so that's the end of the podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Um, and we'll and, be back uh, soon. Yeah, bye. <laughs> bye.